I'm Shireen Patwa and welcome to our podcast. In this series, we discuss VAT and its day-to-day implementation. On today's show, we explore what does VAT mean for home-based businesses, what records should a company maintain, when should VAT be accounted for, the destination, and lots more. To help us navigate, we have Manish Khanna joining us again. He is a director at Cypher Management Consultancy, which specializes in all aspects of corporate finance, including strategy, audit, assurance services, and tax. Hi, Manish. Hi, good afternoon. Let's begin with maintaining records. To be VAT compliant, what records will companies need to maintain? All taxable entities should be maintaining their records, irrespective of the fact whether there's VAT or not. It's just good practice. However, VAT implementation in progress, government has obviously put in some minimum duration where the records have to be maintained, which is five years. It's very critical to have those documents for five years because... Uh, uh, there could be orders, checks from the government, whether the VAT reporting is compliant uh, uh, and in line with the expectations. It's crucial that the ERP is supporting record maintenance and the compliance aspect. It's good to have an ERP which has the features of storing documents uh, online so we don't have to uh, bury ourselves with the paperwork. Keeping your records up to date means having all the expenses and the sales invoices or vouchers, general ledger vouchers, everything intact with anything that has to do with the VAT recovery or uh, payment. How about for those businesses that are not using an ERP or even bookkeeping software? My recommendation would be to use uh, some of the uh, most economic uh, ERP and bookkeeping uh, software that is available online. You can recommend a few. It's absolutely critical that the ERP is maintained and, and the records are stored uh, in a very systematic for uh, any size of business, whether it's small or big. Alright, now let's move on to the more complicated aspect of VAT. If you procure your goods from UAE and sell them here itself, then charging VAT is a fairly straightforward process. However, for organizations that are into import and export or those that get into long-term contract, then it can get quite complicated, right? Yes, this has to do more with the place of supply. To make it simple, physical goods, tangible goods, uh, the place of supply is going to be a customer's uh, or client's country. Whereas in case of services, it is the supplier's country. So if you're providing services to uh, a client uh, outside UAE, the place uh, of supply will be uh, UAE and uh, the VAT uh, rules will be that of uh, what is currently in UAE. Uh, There will be some um, uh, special rules uh, for for certain categories of supplies, uh, energy, water, cross-border supplies. Let's say if a good is being exported to Bahrain or any other GCC country, um, how will the uh, VAT calculation take place? For the time being, uh, the GCC is probably keeping all the uh, tax rates uh, consistent. So uh, we've not heard any any different rates for uh, Saudi, Bahrain or, or Kuwait. If, for example, Bahrain has 7%, so they would report that they've collected 7% of VAT from Bahrain customer. If the client was in UAE, because uh, UAE uh, has a 5% VAT, they report 5%. Uh, if Bahrain had uh, 7% VAT, they would have reported 7% because uh, the place of supply is Bahrain. In case of services, whether the client is in Bahrain or, or Saudi or, or in UAE, the VAT applicable is that of the supplier country, so which is UAE. So in that case, it's going to be a flat 5% or, or whatever the updated rules the, the UAE government comes All right, so we've covered when we want to sell goods outside of UAE to a GCC state. Uh, How about imports? Uh, Let's say if I was to buy goods from India, then how will it be different from buying goods from the local market in in UAE? When we buy goods from outside the GCC countries, uh, the the invoice typically doesn't come uh, come with any VAT uh, inclusive. Uh, 
in this case uh, as mentioned in the previous podcast we'll have to apply the reverse charge mechanism and take the onus of that as a supplier or as a client itself so uh, in case of a uae vendor a tax registered entity in uae their invoice will have vat if they've supplied any goods to you as a client all right bad debts a reality of our market um how's the vat treatment for the money that is not recovered pretty simple uh, if you've paid vat on an invoice which is now uh, considered as bad debt you will get the vat refund for the exact output cost uh, that you had paid during the time when you issued the invoice if an invoice has migrated over from a non vat period to a vat period where no vat was paid then there won't be any relief there are some strict rules on the usage of this particular policy Let's talk about businesses running from home now. There are quite a few uh, people that work from home. Maybe something to support their, their traditional income or maybe it's just out of hobby. Um how does VAT impact them? So uh but I'll just break it into a, a two point discussion. One is what happens to the businesses itself uh, and uh, what happens to the uh, people rendering their services. So a home business is uh, typically unlicensed. you know they they're doing it from home uh, without a valid trade license without the necessary approvals and authority from the authorities from dubai or sharjah or anywhere in the uae in this case uh, they will not be able to register for uh, vat because uh, and consequently they won't be able to recover any input costs uh, or actually charge vat to uh, to their clients going to the other side the clients uh, who actually render the services uh, whatever they pay to these freelancers or uh, or home businesses uh, purely going to be cost and they won't be getting any relief on the input costs uh, eventually i think uh, they will probably switch over to tax registered entities in order to be compliant uh, you know i'd recommend that uh, uh, whatever home businesses are current happening uh, as a freelancer is is better of registered uh, with a valid trade license and a proper uh, activity within the trade license because that's going to be the first thing uh, the government is going to ask uh, when they want to register you for vat that's it for today thank you manish thank you very much uh, it was truly a pleasure talking to you and uh, uh, please for our listeners you know uh, we'll wait for your questions scenarios incidents uh, where you could you know where we could probably help you it'll be uh, it's it's our pleasure to help you in the next episode we'll cover different accounting system and how is vat incorporated in it if you have any questions please email them to us on vat at coffeeandiced.com um to our listeners if you like what you heard please please do us a favor and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend about us it will really help you